Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eddie He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. Lift up your voice and begin to bless the Lord. Begin to bless the Lord this morning. Begin to exalt His holy name. Begin to lift up your voice and begin to bless Him all over the sanctuary. All over the sanctuary. All over the sanctuary. All over the sanctuary. All over the sanctuary, lift up your voice and bless the Lord. Mandale mo shakayande, imando lo bo 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 bo. Rekasura majanda la ba 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 ba. Shuli mohansaya, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want us to pray. I want us to pray this morning. We want to pray for the church. You want to hold somebody's hands. One time in the book of Matthew, Jesus Christ asked the disciples, "Who do men say that I am?" Some said that you are the John the Baptist. Some said that you are Elias. Some said that you are one of the prophets. Then he asked that who do you say that I am? Your personal revelation of who Jesus Christ is is what makes you the pillar and the rock upon which he builds his church. Hallelujah. And everyone that is here must have a personal revelation of who Jesus Christ is. There is a power that is building the church. And that power is not based on a man. It is the revelation that they had of Jesus Christ. Peter said that you are Christ, the son of the living God. He said that thou, Peter, you are the rock upon which I will build my church. So that revelation, we want to pray for the church. We want to pray for love in the church. We want to pray for unity in the church. We want to pray that God will bind us with cause that cannot be broken. Last week, we started learning about what it means to be a biblical member of the church. The way Christ defines it to be. So we're going to lift up our voice and we're going to pray. Pray like never before. Pray for unity, the spirit of unity. When the people are one, the power of God will fall. And where there is love, that is where Christ is. They that are born of Christ are born of love. Love is full in the church. Lift up your voice in prayer. Lift up your voice all over the sanctuary. Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. Begin to pray like never before. Begin to pray. Lift up your voice in prayer. Mandolobo shekata. Blow namia kasiandolobobobo. Emankaya sandalaba. Pray for the love of God. Pray for the love of God. Pray for the love of God. Pray that the love of God will dwell in the church. Pray for the love of God. Pray for the love of God. The love of Jehovah. The love of Jehovah. The love of Jehovah. Rabbe rabakandole belebelebe. Ikandole moshendelebelebe. Unity of purpose, unity of purpose, unity of purpose, unity of purpose. That we have one mind, that we have one heart, that we have one spirit, that we have one. My God, in the name of Jesus, 
up. You called us, oh God, to be your own. You called us, oh God, to be in the bond of love, oh God. Rabek aseta lebebem, engandoli bashengele belebem. Rebenda yaka soto lobobob. Rekaya kaya sande. Pray that the love of God will be shed abroad in your heart. Pray that we shall love one another. Pray that we shall love one another. The disciples came and said, Master, which is the greatest commandment? And Jesus Christ told them that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And there is another one like unto it that you will love one another. Therefore, let there be love. Let there be love. Let there be love. The power of love. Pray for the power of love. Except the Spirit of the Lord is with us, we will not be able to understand the depth, the depth, and the wisdom. Man said that I cease not to pray for you after head of the love that you have for one another that I pray to God that he will grant you according to his mind the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of understanding will be enlightened that we will know the height and the depth and the weight of the love of God that is surrounded that we may be able to love one another my God let the love of God let the love of God let the love of God every spirit of division every spirit of division pray against every discord pray against every discord if the enemy would want to fight us it would be that he would turn us against one another when the people were building the tower of babel bible says them when they said we are one we were building a tower that will reach high to heaven bible says that the god came and confused their language so they were fighting one another and as a result of that they were not able to do what they needed to do therefore we are praying for the love my god every confusion every spirit of envy every unrighteous spirit of god the rulers of god amongst us all pray for the spirit of love 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 if we are truly his disciple men will see by the way we love one another my god my god my god let the love of God prevail if it is at all possible let brotherly love of God continue amongst us and in this congregation oh we bless your name Lord we glorify your God we bless your name oh God we give you thanks Lord we thank you Lord Adonai we worship you Son of God Son of God You are so good You are so good Almighty Father Almighty Father Hallowed be your name Hallowed be your name 
Your dominion is forevermore. Your dominion is forever. All over the sanctuary, Adonai, Adonai, we worship, we worship you. This morning, Son of God, oh Son of God, you are so good, you are so good, oh Almighty Father, Almighty Father, hallelujah, hallelujah, be your name, your dominion, your dominion is for oh, Almighty, Almighty, Almighty Father, Almighty Father, hallelujah, hallelujah, be your name, your dominion, your dominion. Is for One more time, Almighty Father, Almighty Father, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, be your name. Your dominion is forevermore. Father, your dominion is forevermore. Rule over the affairs of men. Rule over the affairs of your children. This morning, O oh God, have your own way in the midst of us, Lord. For the entrance of your way shall bring light. As the light of the word cometh, may we be changed and be transformed, O oh God. Almighty Father, my God, do a new thing amongst us. Do a new thing in your church. Change lives, transform lives, O oh God. Build your church, O oh God. Let the gates of hell not prevail. Let the purposes of God be established. Let your plan be fulfilled. Let your will be done. My God, in this congregation, in every life, in every home, let the will of God be done, O oh God. Let the will of God be done, Lord. We bless your name. Father, O oh God, we ask, O oh God, that you will lead us, O oh God, into your truth this morning. Give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your word. We bless your name, Lord. Oh, oh, oh. have your seat before the Lord. Hey, your dominion is forever. Almighty Father, hey, hallowed, hallowed be your name, your dominion, your dominion, oh, is forevermore. Hallelujah. We bless God. Tend to a brother sitting by you. Tell them that I love you with the love of the Lord. If you don't have anybody to say, I love you with the love of the Lord, you are sitting in the wrong place. Move close by somebody. Tell the person, I love you with the love of the Lord. Tell them, I'm glad I'm sitting by you. Hold your hands. Hold your hands as you tell them. Tell them, I'm glad I'm sitting by you. Amen. If you are holding somebody's hand and they are pulling away, you are sitting in the wrong place. Hey, because you know sometimes you are trying to reach out to somebody and then they are pulling away. 
Ask them, what have I done to you? Hallelujah. Are you excited to be here? Amen. Can we have our memory verse? Amen. We have not been doing our memory verse, but we want to do it. Amen. Put our memory verse up for us. Hallelujah. Every week we have a memory verse. Put it up for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Is it coming? What a joy it is. It's such a blessing. Amen. Something great has happened in the church again. Hallelujah. Recently, about a few days ago, our bishop consecrated six, I think five sisters. Hallelujah. Amen. The sisters are equivalent to the bishops. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So in our church, it's a blessing to be here. Hallelujah. Five sisters who have been faithful, who have done the work of the bishops. Amen. Three were ordained so many years back. And another five, hallelujah. We have about 60 bishops, amen, in our church, amen. And I believe that one day somebody from here will rise up to become a bishop. Oh, your, your amen is weak. Don't think about me, think about you. Hallelujah, amen. Because God has called all of us to do his work, amen. So our memory verse is in what? Second Peter chapter 1 verse 21, amen. Second Peter chapter 1, he said that for the prophecy came not in old times by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were, what? Moved by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Many a times you meet people and they ask you a question that how do you know that? Is it not men who wrote the Bible? How many of us have heard that question before? Is it not men who wrote the Bible? Yes, men wrote the Bible, but the Bible is telling us that the word of prophecy came not in times of old by the will of man. The words were not written by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were what? Moved by the Holy Spirit. It was the moving of the Holy Spirit. There is no contradiction in the Bible. There's no contradiction in the Bible. So we want to memorize it. Shall we go? 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21. One more time. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21. For the prophecy came not in old times by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 21. So you say the address, who lives at the address, and you say the address again. So let's go one more time, and then we'll take it off, and then we try. One, two, three, let's go. As soon as I say we'll take it off, and let's try, people have opened their eyes to look carefully. Uh-huh. That's how it works. One, two, three, let's go. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 21. For the prophecy came not in old times by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Second Peter 1, 21. I like the person who is sitting at the back. Amen. So who can try? All right, hallelujah. Let's all say it. One, two, three, let's go. Second Peter chapter one. By the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Second Peter. Put your hands together for yourself. Wow. Ah, were you cheating? What a shock. 
You see me, I have it here to look, but I was not looking. But you... That's why they say, if a blind man said, I will stone you. Have you heard that proverb before? One time I was dealing with a, a realtor. And then as he was talking, I said, if a, white, a, a, a blind man said they will stone you, he knows what he is standing on. So when I said that, he was very confused. Then I'm, all along as we were going, the guy was thinking about it. So he went somewhere and Googled it. As someone, that proverb is also on Google. So he Googled it. Because I told him that he should think about it. That when the next time he meets me, he should explain. When he came back, Google came to his rescue. Hallelujah. May Google not come to your rescue. When you are in crisis, may the Bible come to your rescue. Because holy men of God spake as they were what? Moved by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord. So we want to continue studying the word of God. Amen. Last week, I began to talk to us about what a biblical member of a church is. Hallelujah. When God saves you, he puts you in a church. Which means that if you have been saved and you, you say that you are staying at home and then you don't go to church, it is a problem. God wants you to be with the body of Christ. Can I have an amen? amen. Because in the body of Christ, you get to be sharpened. Iron sharpened iron, so a man will sharpen the countenance of the other. Sometimes I may be down, but when I encounter you and then we begin to talk, you realize that the grace of God is sufficient. Can I have an amen? amen? Have you gone through a problem and then immediately somebody called you, you began to have hope? Is there anybody here like that? That is what God has made us to be. That we need to depend on one another. We need to count on one another. We need to be people that love one another. We need to be united. Because when the church of God is united, the strength of the church becomes apparent. One of the greatest tools of the enemy to scatter the church of God is to bring division. And as a church, we are believing God that we will be people that fight division. Anything that would divide us, we will fight it. Anything that will cause us to lose faith in what God is doing, we will fight it. Can I have an amen? amen? So just a quick summary. So last week we saw that to be a member of the church means that what? We are what? A necessary part of the whole. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it describes how that God put different people with different gifts and everything in the body of Christ. And the purpose is that we will stand united and execute the will of God. Hallelujah. God gave you a talent so that you are a part of a whole. You will use your talent to move the church of God forward. Hallelujah. God always gives gifts to men. God gave gifts to men for the purpose of building his church. So whatever God has given to you, it is not for you, it is for the church. It is that somebody's life will be transformed. It is for somebody's life to be moved from ground zero to ground high. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. I know that everybody that is sitting here has a gift. Tell the person sitting by you, you have a gift. Tell them yours may not be singing. Because when we say gift, the only thing people think about is a voice and then playing instrument. But there are other types of gifts. Can I have an amen? 
ask the person sitting by you, what gift do you have? What did they say? So, somebody said what? Cooking, yeah, it's a gift. Anytime we are having a function, we want you to cook and to bring. It's a gift. That's the purpose of the gift. Oh, uh-huh. So next time we are cooking, who said I, they have the gift? Let me see. Sister Cynthia, anytime we are having a, a, a function here, Sister Cynthia has the gift to cook. And so we will eat good food. The husband is supporting him. You, your gift is to eat. So she cooks and you eat. <laughs> hey, people have, people have gifts. <laughs> wow. It's too powerful. One of my greatest gifts is to taste food. Every time my wife cooks, she asks me, honey, come and taste it. When I taste it, I say it looks like something is missing. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. This is too much. Then the equation is balanced. It's a gift. Everybody here has a gift. Somebody can eat, but me, I taste. Hallelujah. What a joy it is. So, remember that you are a necessary part of a whole. You form a part of the body of Christ. So you cannot say... Or you cannot stand somewhere and say that I don't want to be part of what is going on because God had you in mind that you are a necessary part of the whole. And when you continue to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it teaches us the ingredients that is needed for the body to work together, which is love. And it says that love suffereth long. If we are together as a body, members of the church, we must be able to tolerate one another. We must be able to stand one another. Hallelujah. This is how God has made the church. The church is supposed to be a place where we come. We are excited. You should not be terrified when you are coming to church. You should never be feel terrified because of somebody's cantankrosity. As you are coming, you know you are afraid to come to church. Oh, as for this place, when you are coming, you'll be excited to run into this place. Because the psalmist said that, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. May that be our saying. May that be our story. That when I get up in the morning, our kids, uh, they, they just like, Liz, it was that Saturday or Friday, said, oh, Two more days, then we'll go to church. It's like, they are excited to come to church. May that be your story. For some of us, it took many, many, many more to come to church. Because you had to do all that for you to get to church. But Jesus is still Lord. Are you here? Or you have gone home? Hallelujah. So, being a member of a church, as we saw, it's not like being a membership to a gym or being a membership to a clubhouse. You pay a fee and then they serve you. But in the church of God, you have come to pay and to serve. You have come to pay offering. You have come to pay your tithe and also to serve. Because Jesus Christ himself demonstrated it when he took a towel, you know, tied it around his waist, took a basin, put water in and began to kneel down and to wash the feet of his disciples. If we are Christians... If we are, we are supposed to be Christ-like, we are here to serve and not to be saved. 
So a lot of times you need to ask yourself, what can I do for the Lord? Your question should be, what can I do for the Lord? No, no, what can God do for me? Even when you are sick, seek about the kingdom of God. Do the work of God. It's not that God does not know, but it comes to a point that as you continue to serve others, God sees that your needs are met. Because in the kingdom of God, things always look backwards. You give to receive. In the kingdom of this world, you hoard, but you give to receive. Hallelujah. In the kingdom of God, you humble yourself to be lifted up. In the world, you are puffed up and God brings you down. So everything looks opposite. Hallelujah. Number two, we say that membership means that we are different, but we still work together. We are still di- we are different, but we work together. Remember in 1 Corinthians 20, when you read, well, 2.20 down, when you read, in a great house, there are different types of vessels. Different types of vessels. And I was saying that one mark of a great church is that different types of vessels. There has to be short, there has to be tall, there has to be big, there has to be small, there has to be talented, there have to be people who are calm, there have to be people who are loud, there have to be people, all types of people are needed in the church of God. It is our differences that makes us strong, not our similarities. Henceforth, we should not deal with anybody based on our similarity. Oh, this person is like me. Oh, this person is like me. We should rather celebrate our differences. Can I have an amen? Amen. That is why you are an important part of this body. Can I have an amen? See 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 26 quickly. We are just doing a quick review and then we'll move on. First Corinthians 12, 26. Quickly. And they say that. And whether one member suffer it, all the members what? Also suffer with it. So if I am suffering, you are also suffering. If you are in crisis, I am also in crisis. So when there is love and there is unity, we know what each other is going through. And I believe that when we get to that point, the Lord will help us. Number three. Membership means that everything we say and do is based on the biblical foundation of love. There has to be love in the church. There has to be love in the church. So that since the foundation of this church, we have always fought against the fact that immediately after church, then the tribe, we we are from here. Then you go and stand there, you are speaking your local dialect. We refuse you, I mean, we, we, we abolish you from doing that. Because in the great house, there are many vessels. How would you feel? You went to a place, and then as soon as you enter, you go, then you see everybody pick a, a suitcase, and they're about to open. Will you stand there? You run away. Because what they were saying, you did not understand. That, as a result of that, it makes you feel unsecured. Not secured. In the house of God. If we also just make ourselves that we, we are blacks, we, we are from here, we, we are from here, we are not able to you know, invite everybody. But the house of God is a place where everybody must come. Everybody must come. Regardless of how the, or how the person looks or what the person is going through. For us to be true biblical members, we should not deal with men based on their weaknesses or their failures. That's one of the things that our bishop does the most. 
One time he said that, you know, there was a missionary he was about to send. He was about to send a missionary to go and then go and preach the gospel. Then unfortunately, the missionary went to fornicate, went to sleep, uh, sleep with somebody. Hey! So as they were coming to report him, the people were coming to report him, their main mind was that that is the end of the guy's mission. Oh, as soon as he came to our bishop, he said, that is even the reason why you must go. You know why? Because when you are in the field and then you have to rise up in the morning to pray for souls to come to church, you need to follow up people. You will not even have the mind to sit down to think about who am I going to fornicate with next. That is why when you are in the church of God and you are so idle, every time you have the critical eye, you can only look and to criticize. That is when you fall into the temptation of being the person that divides the church. Because it is only when you put your hands to the plow that you come to realize that the thing, it is difficult. By the grace of God, when they, they sing and they stand there and they are singing, you look like, Charlie, the thing is, uh, oh, this we go feed you. Hey, this we go feed you. Come and do and we will see. You know there are keys, right? You know in singing there are keys. Uh, some of us, we just think that every song is the same key. When you come here, you come to realize. Are you still here or you have gone home? So there must be love. There must be love. Tell somebody there must be love. Tell them there must be a lot of lamu. There has to be love in the church. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Tell your brother or your sister, it is too late for you. Because I will love you anyway. Tell them it is too late. To reject me. I love you anyway. Some people are taking it personal. It's good to take it personal. Tell them I love you anyway. Tell them as for here we love ourselves. Hey. Number four. We say that church membership is a functional membership. When you are a church member you must function. There are many parts in the body. We have the head, we have the neck, we have the hands. Every one of them has a function. So find a ministry and be a part of the ministry. It is wrong just to come and become a sitting star. Just come and sit down, you get up and you go. Then every time you come and sit down, when somebody sits on your chair, when you come, you say, why, why is this person sitting here? Is that your chair? Do you have your name on it? But if you have to rise up and come and do something for, the, for God, then you realize that nothing belongs to you. Rather, you would When people walk in, let's say as we are here, 200 people just show up. You should be able to get up from your seat and step to the side and allow them to be seated. And someone say, hey, when did they come? Me, I've been here. Me, I've been here. Five years, six years, I've been here. Why should I give up my chair? Remember, in the kingdom of God, you have been called by God to serve and not to be saved. A day is coming. When we begin church, we will ask some of you to come and sit on the stage. Come and sit all over this place so that others can sit down. You are part of the service, but you are sitting on the stage. Oh, that day is coming. I say that day is coming. I say that day is coming. That day is coming. Hallelujah. 
And as we believe, the Lord is going to help us. Are you still here? Or you have gone home? Today I want to talk to us about unity. Tell somebody unity. Tell somebody the thing called unity. That's what we are going to study about. The thing called unity. God has put you here to be a functional member of the church and to be a uniting force, not a divisive force. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God wants you to be the one that unites the body of Christ. Because the Bible says that cursed be he who destroyed that which he built it with his own hands. Amen. Because it's Christ who is building his church. This morning I was telling the friend church that there is a power that is growing this church. And that power is not with any of us. That power is with God. There is a power. There is a power. A divine power that is causing the church of God to go where it is going. It is not about my preaching. It is not about my energy. It is not about my excitement. You came here not because of me. Because a certain power brought you here. Because Bible says that no one will come to me except they are drawn by God. Can I have an amen? amen? So if the power is working and we actually see that God is really building his church, then we just have to put ourselves in a place where we agree with what God is doing but not to disagree with what God is doing. And agreeing with what God is doing is to be a united force. Be somebody who unites the church. You should not be the one that divides the church. If you are, a curse will come upon you. I'm not saying it. The Bible says it. If what you do causes people to be discouraged to do the work that God has called them to do, a great curse comes upon you. Because you are now destroying that which you are building. And Bible says that cursed be he. Oh, help us. John chapter 13 verse 35. A uniting force. Tell somebody a uniting force. A uniting force. Wow. When you look at a sports team, when you take a sport, any sports team, it is how well they play together that determines how far they will go. Even in this recently ended World Cup, which country won? France, they didn't have players who were exceptional but because they were united because they understood each other, where I come from, people are skillful though. our national team, people are skillful but when somebody gets the ball, they want the whole world to know that I, I know how to dribble they can just dribble and the person is there pass the ball, they, they go like this they go like this, they go like this all to throw the ball away. At the end of the day, oh, Ghana played so well. But Ghana zero, Germany five. Hey! Because when a group is united, they are able to accomplish much. In Genesis chapter 11, when the people were seeking to build they 
were building what? The Tower of Babel. Do you remember? Building the Tower of Babel. Bible says that the people, they is one. They were the people, is one. They were so united in mind, in heart, everything. They were together. They said, we are going to build a tower which top would reach up to heaven. They wanted to make a ladder just to go and say, what's up, God? How you doing? All right, just put things there and come down. And Bible says that when the Godhead saw their unity, they said, let us go down and confuse their language. Because everything a man decides to build for themselves, it does not go far. From chapter 11 to chapter 12, in chapter 12, the Lord shows up to Abraham and he says that go to a place that I will show you. He left his kindred. He left his people and he, he began on a journey going to a place he did not know. Anything that God builds for you, that thing has a future and that thing will be established. Abraham followed God. But the people that were building the Tower of Babel, they were following their own leadership. Are you still here or you have gone home? I said, are you still here or you have gone home? So a team, when we are together, when the choir is together, the administration will be different. Let me tell you something. The reason why God will not show up in our gathering is where there is no unity. If you are in the church, you don't talk to somebody. I beg you, don't come. Don't come, don't come. Don't, don't come, don't come. You will spoil our Sunday service for us. Or you spoil our Wednesday service for us. Don't come, don't come. Tell the person sitting by you, don't come, don't come. Because when we are gathered in a place and there is no unity, the presence of God will not show up. In the book of Acts chapter 2, when the people were gathered in the upper room and Bible says that they were united, they had one mind, they had one purpose, they were waiting on the Holy Spirit. Bible says that then the Spirit of the Lord appeared like cloven tongues of fire and rested upon each one of them and they began to speak in an unknown tongue. It was the unity that attracted the presence of God. If we are not united, if we are not together, that is why a home where a husband, every time is a husband and wife, you are fighting. Every time you are fighting, the, the devil has entered the place. You better begin to pray to cast him out. Because you will not do well. That marriage will not do well. Every time you swing in a hand, your, your husband will go like that. Or you swing, then the wife will go like this. No, 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 no. Where there is unity, there is strength. When we are united, 200 members by the end of the year, we all have to have that mind and stand together, invite people, tell them about Christ, if, uh, save souls. Make yourself a, save, a soul, soul saver. That's what our bishop said. Make yourself a soul saver. Are you still here or you have gone home? Hallelujah. So be an important part of the team. Do you know that in a soccer match, Soccer, not football. Soccer. Uh -huh. Yeah. In a soccer match, do you know that the goalkeeper sometimes is just there chilling? He's the one that does the least amount of running. You know that. Sometimes they do. But you see, he's just in the post. But he's also part of the game. Because if he said, oh, the people are playing, let me chill and then let me meditate small. By the time he will see, he will hear, go! Then he will look back and the ball is already in the net. So even though he's just standing in the back and the people are playing, 
His eyes should be on the ball because you don't know. So as you are at the back and people are playing, let your eyes be on the ball. What can I do to support? How can I help? Maybe I should go into my closet and pray for the pastor. Maybe I should go into my closet and then do this and do that and do that. Even though you are behind, you are still part of the game. Because you have a gift that is going to cause the body of Christ to move forward. Hallelujah. The church as a whole become weaker when we do not work together. Unity is vital to the health of a church. Amen. You cannot be in the church and say, I don't like the pastor. Don't come. Because you have to like me. Is it not the case? Oh, you have to like me. Mrs. Aydan, you have to like You have to love me. If you don't love me, don't come because in the day both of us meet and we clash, the presence of God will not show up because it is in our unity that the Holy Spirit descends upon us. And when we went to church, Pastor kept on saying that don't come, don't come. So me, I'm not coming. If you won't come, don't come. We will be here. Hallelujah. I want to say that there is a power that is working. We just have to identify with the power. It is the power of God. We just have to identify with it and flow with what God is doing. God is building his church. Let us join in building the church of God. Let us be a people that help to unite the church. Let us buy into the ideas of God, not the ideas of men. That's what we need. Hallelujah. Every church member must contribute their quota. Look at Ephesians chapter 1. Look at something that Paul said. See? Paul was very special. He was always writing to the church. You know, when you, you keep on reading, Paul was always praying for the churches. But look at first, Ephesians chapter 1, 15 down. Look at this. He said, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and the love unto all the saints. Next. I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Paul is saying that when I heard of your faith, that you have come to accept the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love that you had for the saints. The saints are talking about us, church members. When I heard of the love that you have for the saints, the love that you have for one another, that is what made me Cease not to pray for you. Hallelujah. Cease not to pray for you. Cease not to pray for you that you will do well. That the spirit of the Lord, once we are united and we are together and we have one mind, the spirit of the Lord will be with us. We will do well. We will go far. Remember that if the church is doing well, you are doing well. That's what you must understand. If the church, if the church is becoming prosperous, I am prospering. Not because of the church, but God is also taking care of my own. Are you still here or you have gone home? It's a very important thing that we need to know. Paul said that, I'm thankful for your faith. That first of all, you have become saved. But I'm even more thankful because of the love that you have for one another. There must be love amongst us. We must love one another. It's one of the greatest person in your life that you can easily, easily fight is your spouse. You must pray that God will give you an exceptional grace to love your spouse. Exceptional grace. One of the most difficult people to please in this life is your spouse. 
How many of us know that? Oh. Don't worry. They won't see. They are, your spouses are not. Everybody look straight. Well, how many of us? Because you know what? Your spouse always have another way of doing the thing that you just did. Everything that you do, your spouse have an alternate way of doing the same thing. Always. It's always. The, the thing you know, is just natural. As you are frying the egg, and then you take the thing and you flip it. They feel that you shouldn't have flipped it this way. You should have gone the other way. Because as you were doing it, some of them were peeling all over the place. Meanwhile, at the end of the day, it is a fried egg. Can I have an amen? It's all that we were asking for is a fried egg. Whether when you finish the yolk is fried sitting on top of the white, it is a fried egg. Can I have an amen? Unity is critical and is crucial for the church of God to do well. Again, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Look at it. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Wow. St. Paul. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation which ye are called. Walk worthy of the calling that is upon your life. Walk worthy of the fact that Christ has saved you to become a, a believer. Then he goes on. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. We have been called into the church to bear one another, forbearing one another in lowliness. Sometimes it's not every time that somebody, you know, the person, as you are meeting them, usher, you are passing and then you say hello to the usher. The usher did not respond. Say, hey, this guy, since he became an usher, he should remember that we were here before he came. <laughs> Meanwhile, the usher himself, he has his own troubles. That is at the corner of his mind. He's praying to God, to God to encapsulate that trouble so at least he can flow in the church. But you have brought your some weakness into the church. <laughs> we can all get some way sometimes, you know that. They call it your things. When your things come, you need to be left alone. When your things, it's like you are coming, then your things come. It's like when the things come, it's like everything in the world smells bad to you. So as you are coming, your face looks like. <laughs> Meanwhile, somebody is wearing their best colon, and uh, you, as you pass the person, you go like, Tell somebody, may your things not come. Yes. Hallelujah. It is our responsibility. I said what? With loneliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. I must tolerate you, you must tolerate me. I must love you, you must love me. This is what he said. That after I heard of you, I mean, I see not you know, telling you that what? Walk worthy of your calling. I must walk worthy of my calling. Because indeed, what are we all looking for? What are we all looking for? How would people know that we are the disciples of Jesus Christ? 
in John chapter 13, verse 35. Put it up for us quickly. John 13, 35. Hmm. Look at that. Let's all read it together. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciple, if ye love. When people come to the church, it's not about the worship. It's not about how nice the people are. If anybody will come to the church, go and come back. It's because they saw we are the disciples of Christ. He said, by this shall all men know. Not some of the men. It means that if we love ourselves, anybody who comes to this place will feel that this is the church of God. Hallelujah. You feel that this is the church of God. There has to be love in the love one for another. You don't know the person. You look at the person and say, bro, tell you how you know. I have a gift for you. Love. Most of us, sometimes the Lord leads you in a direction. Then you tell the Lord that, no, 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 let me go in the other direction. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if you have love one to another. AJ, God will only know. If we came to your house, you recently got married. Let's, let's backtrack a little bit. Then we, we come to your house. Then you are shouting, hey! Yeah, 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 yeah. Who will be surprised? Because by this, we, we, we have to see that love is flowing. Lamu is all over the place. But there's confusion. Some people are sitting and they have not talked to their wives for um, maybe one week. One time I heard one pastor preaching and then he said that the wives who peppered their husbands and as soon as they, they entered the church, oh bishop, oh bishop, how are you bishop? Meanwhile, as they were coming in the car, they were not talking. Oh bishop, can I, bishop, can I hold your iPad? Oh bishop, can I get you water? Oh bishop, what have you been doing to your husband at home? That makes you fake and that makes you not a Christian. If there is no love amongst us, two roommates, they live together, they cannot even sit down and share a plate. Hey, what kind of a Christian? But the other people from other religions, whatever they have, it belongs to everybody. They will take care of you. But you, it matters what type of car. Me, I'm driving the most expensive car. This person is driving... wayside. So that car, every time you need a jumper cable. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have two or three other cars that you have parked. You have one car for Sundays. That one, when you come and then you, the rim is rolling. So the rich man has arrived. Then you have one that you use for day-to-day rounds. Then you have another one specifically for your beloved. Never be a divisive force. Let us unite the church of God. Because it is by this shall all men know that we are truly his disciples. Hallelujah. 
Who is a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ? Who is a disciple? All of us. So men can only know that we are of God if we have love one to another. Let there be love in the church. If I, when, when you meet somebody and the person is becoming some way, tell them that I demand you love me. Uh, young guys, don't take it. Don't take it out of contest. Uh-huh. Maybe you have been trying to propose to your beloved and they are not responding. You mean that, did you hear pastor's message? I demand you love me. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that one. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? I'm bringing my message to a close. Colossians chapter 3 verse 14. Colossians chapter 3 verse 14. Look at this. It said, above all these things. When you say above all these things, it means that there's nothing else. Right? Above all these things. After you have done everything that you can. Above all these things. Above your diplomacy. Above your cantankrosity. Above everything. Everything. Above all these things. Look at this. It says put on charity. When Bible says, or when somebody says put on, it means that you did not come wearing it. That's why when a child is born, they come naked and they have to put on clothes. Yeah. So it says that above all these things, put on charity, which is put on love. It means that you must make a cautious effort to put love on. By your nature, you cannot easily love. And it's natural. Every man is selfish. Every woman is selfish. I'm telling you. Do you imagine, even when you were a little child, Mr. Gawa, you remember, when you were a little child, and then they are serving the food, and then they give two plates, and they put big meat on this one. And then your, your plate, they put the small meat. Your eye is always on the big one. Why did he get the big one, and I get the small one? Because man, naturally, you want the best for yourself. If I'm telling a lie, you can call the lawyers. But my Bible tells me that. Man is naturally selfish. Have you imagined a little child? You take something from, or you're playing with the child, they do something, and you snatch the thing from the hands. The immediate response of the child is the little child, they spank you, the adult. Where did that evil mind come from? The nature of man, the thing is in it. It's, you are born with it. That is why when the Bible says that above all these things, put on love, it means that we must cautiously pray that God will help us to love. You cannot do it by your own strength. When you were proposing to your wife, there were so many factors. That was something called bubulinguins. The bubulinguins were working. Her shape, ties, behind, everything. Miss her propose propose brother propose to me it's like propose 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 after you propose then you realize that the thing as it's not a coca-cola bottle it's a coca-cola can <laughs> but when you were drinking the coca-cola you could not look at the the container you were only thinking about the content then you begin to now complain that's a bible says that you must put on Love that no matter the shape, no matter the how annoying, 
Your spouse may be the most annoying person you can ever meet. Do you know that? I'm not saying it. It's, it's just, uh, 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 call my wife and tell her that, you know, your husband said that you are the most... No, no. Naturally. 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 The most annoying person you can ever meet may be your spouse. But if there is love, you just realize that what they like, you like. What you like, she likes. So that thing that could have been annoying now is the thing that you celebrate or you rejoice over. Yeah. So, oh, you when you sleep, you snore. The one day she sleeps also, then you also you take a, a recording of how she snores. Say, when me, I snore, I don't. You, when you snore, you go, eep, eep, eep. It is something that now both of you can rejoice over. You snore, I snore. Why should we fight over snoring? Put on love. Make a cautious effort. The things that annoys you the most, find a way of neutralizing it. That is what love means. It doesn't mean that I will never offend you, but find something good about your preacher and like it. Find something good about the church and like it. Find something good about the fellowship and like it. Fellowship means fellows in a ship. Fellowship means fellows in a ship. So imagine, fellowship means fellows in a ship. We are on the sea somewhere. Then you have decided to jump out. If you jump out, you too, you don't know swimmingology. Let me conclude my message. One day, when I say one day, you say one day. One day, I say one day, a certain professor. (laughs) <laughs> you people you like stories though hey. a certain professor he was supposed to go to a village like you know on some project research work and then you know there was no other way they could get there but they had to go by a lake or something so there was this Typical villager, you know, who knows how to paddle the canoe. It's canoe. We don't have ships and all those things that go there. So they were going. Then this professor, he would not keep his mouth shut. He began to ask this guy, do you know anthropology? He said, anthropo what? I have no idea. Do you know biology? I don't know biology. Do you know chemistry? All the logics that ever is in the world, he asked the guy. So, you know, the guy was becoming a little bit disturbed. So he made him feel, you know, worthless. Then at a point in time, it looks like there was some crocodile or something in the water and began to shake the boat a little bit. Then he saw that the professor was afraid. Then he asked him, no, no, wait, let me try back. So he asked, do you know biology? He said, no, it's 25% of your life is gone. Do you know sociology? No, another 25 is gone. He went on now until 100% of the guy's life was gone. Then when they got to the place of small turbulence, he saw that the professor is afraid. They said, Professor, say yes. Say, do you know swimmingology? The professor said, no. Say, as for you, 100% of your life is gone. Shall we rise up to our feet? Come on. Rise up. Hallelujah. May you know swimmingology. May you know swimmingology.
in the day of crisis, may you know what the word of God says about your life. Lift up your voice and begin to thank the Lord. Let us pray for love. Pray that you be a uniting force. Pray that you be a uniting force. My God, help us. Make us one, make us one, make us one, make us one, make us one. Make us one, oh God, make us one, oh God, make us one, oh God, make us one. Mando hoshiki tali moho sami anduli baba kayandele bebe. Rebo hasinde kindoli mami akusatinde liba bindoli babanda laba. Father, let there be unity, let there be unity, let there be unity. Pour love upon our lives, Lord. Pour love in the church. Father, unite us like never before. May we put on charity. May we put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. When there is love, we will become perfect in the sight of the Lord. For the perfectness is of God. And those who are born of God they are full of love oh my God help us save us in the name of Jesus we cast down every dividing wall we fight against every forces of darkness that with the enemy brings oh God to destroy us we stand against it in the name of Jesus we pray against it in the name of Jesus we pray that unite us oh God bind us with cause that cannot be broken we give you glory Lord we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus, with every eyes closed this afternoon, you are here, you don't know the Lord. If you should die right now, you don't know where you are going. Every eyes closed, 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 every eyes closed. You don't know where you are going, but you want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are such a one, I want you to lift your right hand above your head. Jesus is calling you. You need Jesus in your life. You've lived a life, but you've walked away from him. You need that Jesus in your life. The one that brings you hope. Lift that right hand above your head. I want to see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If your hand is lifted up, or I want us to pray. Let me see that hand boldly. If you are lifting your hand, lift it boldly before God. Lift it boldly before God. Pray this prayer after me, all of us. Let's pray. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for my life. I thank you that you died to set me free. Today I commit myself to you. I give my heart to you. Come and live in my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me. And thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe the Word of God has actually come down to you, and you have been blessed. Come join our services at 4200 Bellrad Drive in Louisville, Kentucky, this and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m.